Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Good to be back with you guys um, here on the podcast. I want to talk today uh, on on something regarding healing and really the transference of the anointing, uh, uh, being able to be a part of the healing school and and uh, being a part of that for the last really this coming up October is now two years of of doing the healing school full time. Um, the thing that I'm realizing when you boil everything down is it really comes down to healing, comes down to the transference of the anointing. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So I want to read to you first uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. And it says here, I'm going to read 20 and 21. And it says here, uh, he that establishes, for all the, verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. As born-again believers who've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you you have to have a realization and you have to know and you have to believe that you are anointed. People have this idea that there's only a you know certain group of people that are anointed. If you if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are anointed. That, that's what he's talking about there. For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And then it says, he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. People have this idea of like, oh, I'll get anointed one day. But when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got anointed by God. You, you got the ability, you know, I've taught about this before here on this podcast, but the difference between the indwelling Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within and then the Holy Spirit upon. The Bible says, they that have not the Spirit of God are none of his. And so if you get born again, whether you're Baptist, whether you speak in tongues or not, if you get born again, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. That's the part of the new birth. That's the first fruits of our salvation. So every born again believer has the Holy Spirit living within them. But that doesn't mean every born again believer is baptized in the Holy Ghost. So it's the difference. It says in Luke 4.18, it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So there is the Holy Spirit within at the new birth, which is what Jesus, listen, what Jesus received when he was born. He was born of the Spirit. So he was born with the Spirit of God living on the inside of him. We were not. We, we got born again, and then the Spirit of God moved in. And then when Jesus was about 30, he got baptized into the Holy Ghost. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Uh, he got baptized in the Holy Ghost from fire, and then his miracle ministry started. So when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and the evidence of that is your prayer language, you receive an anointing from heaven. Now, whether you ever use the anointing is not up to God, it's up to you, but you've received the anointing. And so there has to come a realization that there's a power already on the inside of you. I'm going to read another verse. It's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, and it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the, that the, excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's talking about a power that dwells on the inside of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, and the excellence of the the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You have to know that you are anointed. So I want you to say that with me. Say, I am anointed. You may not feel anointed. You may not look anointed, but you have an anointing. If the Spirit of God is living within you, the tongues is really a way to draw it out. The Bible says, and you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. The, the, t- the prayer language is, is the gateway to the supernatural your heavenly prayer language. It's how you stir up the gift that's within you. That's what Paul said to Timothy, stir it up, that gift that's within you. So you may feel down, you may feel discouraged, and you've got to stir yourself up in that in the Holy Ghost. That's how you go. 
that's how you can go from just being, you know, doing everyday regular life stuff to, to flowing in the gifts of the spirit is, is, is by keeping that connection and keeping yourself stirred up. So knowing number one, that you're anointed. And then number two, the transference of the anointing is really what everything comes down to. We know that Jesus is the healer. We know that through the scripture that we are already healed. We're not waiting on Jesus to do something. We're already healed. We already are provided for. We have abundance available to us. But it comes down to the transference of the anointing. I was talking to someone yesterday and we were talking about healing. And, you know, I've heard people express that, man, I've been believing the Lord for my healing for a long time and haven't received it. And so the devil loves to get people discouraged because they haven't seen it and a certain amount of time has elapsed. But there has to, for us, it's really just about yielding to the, the power of the Holy Ghost because the same power, for many people, they can receive a touch from the Lord, but, for, but then when it comes to healing, all it is is they just don't appropriate their faith for their healing. You can go into a church service and say, Lord, I'm coming to receive from the anointing. I want you to work on the inside of me. I want you to touch me. And you can feel the anointing can cry and or laugh or whatever it is, have an experience if you feel the presence of God tangibly. But it's no different for healing. When the healing anointing is there, the Bible talks of Jesus was preaching the word or teaching the word. And it says, then the power of the Lord was present to heal. And so that's why healing school is so powerful. If you haven't come and you want to come, we would welcome you to register and come and be a part of healing school. If you're dealing with any pain in your body, any symptoms, any disease, um, any addiction, anything along those lines, you're welcome to come to healing school. It's a two-week intensive course. We do it once a month. We start actually um, uh, this coming Monday. Uh, But um, it's a place of miracles because people come with an expectation that this is healing school. It's not called prosperity school. I believe in prosperity, but it's not called prosperity school. It's not called it's not called uh, a touch from the Lord school. It's called healing school because people come with an expectation to receive their healing, to put their faith onto their healing. And then it comes down to the transference of the anointing. There's a scripture, uh, if you read in the Passion Translation, where Jesus um, is walking through and he goes, the, the ruler of the son of the ruler, the ruler of the synagogue comes to Jairus, comes to meet him and says, my daughter's at the point of death, would you come? And then on the way, the woman with the issue of blood comes and it says, and she said within her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And so she placed a demand. She didn't say, may hopefully one day he'll come knock on my door and he'll find me. She said, if I can just get near him and touch his garments, I know I'll be healed. And so there was an expectation and there was a demand placed on the anointing. And then because she had that expectation that the power of God is going to do what it's supposed to do, this is, I've seen it heal. If I know anything about the power of God through this man, whoever he is, his name's Jesus, but all I know is that I'll be healed and that he's a man of God. And so there's an expectation. The point of contact is your expectation, your place of expectation. The point of contact is your place of expectation where you say, this is where I'm receiving my anointing. I'm receiving my healing. And so you place your your demand on the anointing. You know, if I'm preaching on salvation, if I'm preaching on uh, finances, then if someone wants prayer for healing, it's not that we can't pray and they can't get healed, but I'm I'm preaching on finances. You know, if I was preaching a message, I would hope no one would raise their hand. If I'm preaching a message on finances, raise their hand in the middle of the message and say, sir, would you pray for my elbow? It's been bothering me. We're, we're preaching on finances. There'll be a time where we're ministering that way, but now we're not dealing with those things. We're dealing with these things. And so the, the healing school, and this isn't just a big advertisement for healing school, but I'm making a point here. It's a place where people place their expectation that I've come to be healed here. I've come to receive from the anointing. 
And so for me as a minister, the minister at Healing School, what I find is the people who know how to drink and they know how to receive a touch from God are the ones who it's the easiest to get them healed because then they just come and then they just receive and they expect to receive the same way they receive from the touch of the Lord just to, you know, drink of the anointing or laugh or be refreshed or be encouraged or have their burdens lift or be purified, whatever the Lord's doing. They just change their faith to expect that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. We have everything we need. You know, the interesting thing about that, that passage of scripture with Jesus, with the woman with the issue of blood, is after she touched him, he felt virtue leave him. He felt power leave him. And that prompted him to ask, who touched me? You know, Jesus didn't actually approve that miracle. The father did, but Jesus didn't approve that miracle. Jesus didn't even know that was going to take place. He, he wasn't asking a rhetorical question. He said, who touched me? And they said, master, the multitudes all are gathered around you. Everyone's bumping into you. What do you mean who touched me? He said, no, that touch was different. Someone placed a demand. So when you realize that we have everything that we need, there's a power already on the inside of us. When, when, when I'm praying for people, I, I just need people to agree with me that there's going to be power released and it's going to deal with it right now. I'm not looking for lay hands on you and, and two weeks, it's better. You know, someone, some people do get healed over time and, and that's fine. But I have an expectation that when I lay hands on the sick, they recover now. I have an expectation that there's power released now because faith is now. I know how to release the anointing. Some people do not know how to receive the anointing. And so for those who can just simply receive the anointing, it makes it so much easier because the same way they drink to, 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 to get drunk on the new wine is the same way they'll just receive from the power of God. And when the expectation there is there's a healing anointing to heal, there's a deliverance anointing to deliver, there's an anointing for finances, and that's to prosper. There's an anointing, there's an anointing for joy, and that's to lift the heavy burden. There's an anointing for those things. The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage, but now we're dealing with the healing anointing. And so it's like if there's an ice cream truck, the ice cream truck goes by, you hear the noise, you say, that's the ice cream truck. That's the noise of an ice cream truck. It's different than a siren for a police car, and it's different for a siren for a fire truck. They're all making noises, but they have different purposes. The anointing has different purposes. There's a purpose. There's times, and that's why you flow with the Holy Ghost, because there's times where you're ministering and there's a healing anointing. There's times where there's an anointing for the... for. For the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's an anointing for deliverance. There's the Lord will speak a word to me and say fear. And so there's an anointing for that. And so it's just appropriating the faith to say, Lord, there was a time to receive joy, but now is a time to receive healing and I've come to receive. And so it's like understanding the sound of the truck. You don't just run outside with your money when there's a police car running, driving by. You run out when, the, when there's the, you hear the sound, the pattern of the, of the, the ice cream truck, and you know, I want ice cream. It's time to go outside and place a demand. And so when the anointing comes, when someone's preaching on the anointing, preaching on the healing, then it's time to, for a demonstration. The Lord confirms the word that's being preached. That's why some places you go, there's not healing available. There's churches where it's not available because it's not preached. And, you know, God's merciful and he can do things, you know, because he's merciful for, He's merciful towards people. But there's a there, there's a place where you come to receive. And so it's about the transference. So whatever you need, the Lord's able to do for you. And if someone says, hey, if you need prayer, come up and, the, and we'll agree in faith with you, then whatever it is, then you can go. But learn to, 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 learn to recognize the anointing. Learn to recognize this anointing's here 
and I'm taking my healing. If there's power available, let's put it to work. So when you yield and can open your heart and the power of God can flow into you, you'll, you'll see the changes take place. I heard uh, Evangelist Jonathan say, I was just listening to one of his, his uh, YouTube videos the other day, and he said, people who receive, I really like this, he said, people who receive from uh, their, their healing, their physical healing from the Lord and receive their physical strength from the Lord will always talk to you about how God's their physical strength. They'll talk about the power of God, the anointing of God. People who receive their physical strength from vitamins will talk to you about vitamins. People who have a good specialist will talk to you about their specialist. People who have re- used the anointing to prosper will talk to you from the word, what the Bible says about prospering supernaturally. People who have gotten to Dave Ramsey and just put together a good budget. People who have, you know, talked to investments. That's what they'll talk to you about. So it's not that any of those other things are wrong, but we have access to the power of God. People who have got, oh, I got on this great new medication. I went from four medications down to one. This one just does it all. I'm so thankful that I found it. You know, if, if there's, there's things that God makes available. God, thankfully, God p- put things in nature that can assist in the healing process. But we're children of God and the anointing's available to us. So open your heart. And I'll say one last thing. The anointing doesn't, isn't received by having your eyes on yourself. The anointing is not self-focused. So to receive, it's about yielding and putting your eyes on Jesus and just how big he is, that all of his power is in the Holy Ghost that's living in you and I. All of his power is in the Holy Ghost that's living in you and I. And that power is available to destroy every work of bondage. I pray your faith is challenged. I pray your, your faith is stirred. I pray your heart stirred to receive all that God has for you, the best that God has for you for the rest of this year. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.